Good evening, John and Risotto here, along with George Batista. Welcome to Counterparts, and we are very excited this evening because we are we've been doing this great thing where we've been talking about our passion, which has always been music. And since we were kids, we've loved music, and um, we're diving in in different ways. Now, a lot of the topics that we're going to be talking about, you probably can find a gazillion videos on YouTube discussing the same subjects, but we're going to be different because we're what it's us. Um, and uh, it's it was, 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 was that, uh, and they're probably not Puerto Rican. Yeah, they're not Puerto Rican, right? Two Puerto Ricans from the Bronx talking about you know modern day music and uh, and old music and all music all the time. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. So anyway, stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us this uh, Tuesday evening. It is June 20th, 2023, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central. It's 8 p.m. in Eastern Tanda Time. Um, if you're in the Pacific, who asked you? I'm just kidding. If you're in the Pacific, it's about 5 o'clock. So, um, you know, come on down over here. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you over back there? Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we've been having, George and I have been talking a lot right? The last couple of weeks about yes. music. And, and we talked a lot about last week as well, about finding our our passion and our voice. And one of the reasons why we started this was because we liked the subject of Star Trek, right? And we thought we can talk about Star Trek for hours, which we can, but there's something that we can talk about even longer than that. And that's music, you know? And, you know, that's one of the, the things that we uh, have, has always bonded us um, and really, my life on a daily basis, it's always about music. I, I don't go a day without listening to music, right? Do you go a day without? No, I mean, I don't go a day. Absolutely not. I've not, I have not gone a day, even when I was sick. You know, even if I'm sick and I got a cold and I'm home, I'm laying down, I got the music playing. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm in the kitchen cooking. I got the, I just cooked some food. I had the music playing. You know, I mean, always. It's a big, big part of uh, of, of our lives. So we decided to kind of do a little uh, uh um not necessarily change of our show but we do want to discuss music a little bit further we want to dive into subjects and things that george and i talk about that are interesting to us and hopefully to you um and and hopefully get your input and get your you know what what do you think about it you know and and get your uh, um you know um your viewpoints on it because i think that that's Especially people, we're musicians, so obviously we we're coming from two different sides. We're music lovers and listeners. We're also players, and then there are people that are just listeners. You know, right. there are people who actually don't love music, but listen to it and and they know who certain people are, but they can't tell you certain things. You know, mm -hmm. um, my wife is a perfect example. You know, she loves music. You know what I mean? But you know, I sometimes I'll I'm shocked some of the things that she won't know but i love her you know, she's just, um but she's not she doesn't dive into the music the way we do like we know the drummers of yes of, like the famous <laughs> musician you know like yeah. eric clapton's drummer and bass players yeah. and yeah. we know those guys we, you know we get really deep into uh into that's why we our guests were steve smith from mm -hmm. the drummer from journey why because he's one of the greatest drummers that ever lived Yes. Uh, Kenny Aronoff, another great drummer, and yep. uh, Kevin Eubanks, great guitar player. So these are guys that aren't, you know, maybe people aren't just talking all about them all the time, but they are legends. And to us, they're like everything, right? Yes. So, um, and we will be doing those interviews, you know, um, in the future. Um, as of right now, this is this is it. We got us talking about stuff. Um, now, before we get started on all that, we do want to give some love to our sponsor that's been with us for quite a while now. I think we're celebrating a year and mm -hmm. uh, want to say thank you. So, all boys. right. Yes. So the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why they are the top choice of not only this individual, but 
individuals all around the world. Check out myvitaminresource.com for all the fantastic high-quality supplements that they offer. And don't forget to take care of, to take advantage of their monthly specials. And on top of that, if you enter the promo code counterparts, you will get free shipping on your order. So at the end of the day, if you want to know what supplements I use and recommend and health conscious visuals all around the world recommend, check out wellness resources again at myvitaminresource.com. Cool. And the June sale. Yes. Their June sale, by the way, 25% off their sleep and stress supplements. And by the way, for those of you who are interested in that information, if you check out my show, I talk a lot about stress. So it might, it might help you a little, a little bit. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I usually uh, talk a lot about stress, but in my sleep, <laughs> um, I need something to help with both stress and sleep. Um, yes. So like I mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking uh, about some music. Um, we're going to be talking about the difference between stealing music and being inspired by it. This is something that George and I, George, especially George is really good at listening to a song that sounds like another thing. Like he just always had that thing. And you know, I think it's, yeah you know, mild autism or something, but I think he's just really <laughs> functional at that. And he's really, really, really good. I don't know if I, don't know if I can argue with that. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. He's really good at just picking out a song that it may be the song that's in the same key. It may have the same chord structures. It may have yeah. the same melody line, you know, melody lines I can do good with, you know, but right. chord structures and all that stuff, you know, it's very interesting. So um, as we all know, or not we all know, but it's been in the news. Maybe you do know, maybe you don't know. Um, Ed Sheeran was sued by the Marvin Gaye estate um, because of uh, saying that they uh, that he stole um, What's Going On, the song, What's Going On? And his song, um, what is it, uh, Out Loud? What's it? Um, yeah, um, Thinking Out Loud. Thinking Out Loud, right? Uh, so that song. Um, now... I don't know. George, what what are you what are your thoughts about this overall? I mean, we just just you know both songs. Yes. But okay. do they sound alike to you? There are certain similarities in the song. Okay. The basic four chord structure as far as the songs, they are they are very similar when you put them together. And actually Rick Beato did that, by the way. He put them together. I saw and that. uh and so that that part is similar okay but when you look at the melody and you look at obviously the lyrics and all that then it completely changes and goes to another song right. so again there are some similarities but there are similarities in every in, in everywhere since the dawn of time in music right yeah i mean that's what i was uh that's kind of like my my viewpoint too and i thought also that the chord structures being the same um cannot be you cannot claim a chord structure. You can't claim. You can't claim like it's like saying, you know, I own the D chord to the mm. C to the G. Right. That's right. my. That's my. You know. Now you can do the G, the C to the D, but you right. can't do the D, the C. You know. And that, that to me is like that doesn't. That's not something that is going to be workable for anybody because notes, right? Notations are almost like mathematics, right? Right. But scale is like a mathematical equation, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so when you have a mathematical equation, you can't steal a number. You can't Correct. say I'm the number this and that's and that's that. You you know, and just like music, music is a, a vibration. You can't steal a vibration, you know. Correct. Um just yeah. a just a quick correction. It's actually let's get it on, not what's going on. Oh, oh the way. <laughs> it's lit. Let's get it on, what's going on. Listen, yeah. what's going on? Let's get it on. <laughs> Let's do it all. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. You're, you know, but then, you know, the, <clears throat> the you know, you, you can get into why this happens. But, you know, the point is, is that what did they do? You know, what did they have him do? He was in the courtroom and he went through literally with his guitar. He played the song. He played the song and he played not only that, he played 10 songs. Right. That <laughs> all had, had the, the same. Thing. Yeah, that all had the same exact yeah. chord structure. And again, if you look at, you know, half the songs in the 50s, they pretty, and we've actually, we've chord done structure. that. I mean, my, uh, I had a friend named Charlie, and John, you met him, who's a good, you know, pretty good guitar player as well, very accomplished. 
he would do that. He would actually take all these songs from the 60s and blend one into the other or from the 50s and 60s. He would blend one into the other because they all had the same chords. Right. So he would, I mean, literally five or six songs he would run through because they were all the same. Right. And it's also the era. That's why those were popular right. in the era. You know, exactly. Um, I was actually looking at at doing a, a I'm going to do a, a little I got my guitar here. I'm going to do a, a demonstration on something that I thought would 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 kind of feed into that as well. Right. And mm -hmm. to show, you know, what what I always thought. Actually, I never thought, oh, they stole that. I always thought it was a progression. Like, you can't steal a progression. You know what I mean? Right, you right, just right, can't. Right. right. But um, if if Ed Sheeran would have lost then you can't you can't steal a progression per Correct. that case. Correct. That was a very severe case. I mean, that was people don't realize how devastating that would have been to the music industry had he lost that case because now everyone from every uh everyone who owns the music for someone famous is gonna go back and start suing. Because not the art, the artist sometimes doesn't own their publishing, right? Could mm -hmm. be a, it could be owned by a corporation. It could be owned by just a, a silent partner entity that nobody even knows. And they make money by selling those artists' songs, you know, to movies and to whatever. And you can make a lot of money if you own the publishing to a very famous person, right? right. I think it's like a million dollars just to get a Beatles song, you know, just a few seconds of a Beatles song. It's like a million dollars for your film. So it's a very lucrative thing. But had that had that occurred and had he lost the the case it would have been devastating to the music industry because all these artists now or all these people that own this publishing including the big companies which are all all about the money now will be able to go out and get somebody exactly you know so this was a big case but i also think um and i was thinking about this as we you know as we were kind of talking about this whole subject as well that even the lawsuits itself, just the concept of suing somebody for those things, because again, it's the, it wasn't just Ed Sheeran. Led Zeppelin got sued, Lady Gaga got sued, right? Robin Thicke got sued, right? Many, many lawsuits. I mean, I know there was more than that, but I'm just saying that it's it's happening now at a record pace, right? Yeah. Think about what that does to the younger artists, yeah, who the songwriters, yeah, the songwriters, right? Because now, what are they doing? They're looking at this and saying, "Great." So now if I write these four chords that I'm inspired by because of whoever 30 years ago, right. there's a possibility that I get, may get sued. Now I may have to either, you know, <clears throat> I may have to change what I'm doing. Yeah, it's okay? destroying the creative. The cre exactly. It's creative destroying process. Or it's like, okay, because, and, and, it, and it's a double-edged sword because this is the way I was thinking about it. The, the music today is very simple. Right. Again, it's a lot of it is based off of those simple chords. It's you know, there's nothing complicated the way music was written 30, 40 years ago. Right. So if if the artist now says, well, I can't do that, but so maybe I should change it. So maybe I should put a diminished chord in there. Maybe I should put an inversion in there. Maybe I should put, you know, put it in a minor or whatever the case may be. Well, that's going to change your song, make it more complicated, which is less of a chance of it becoming a hit because nobody's writing songs like that anymore. Right, right. You know, so you have this kind of weird yeah, dynamic happening. I think the saddest, one of the saddest parts is also the fact that it's going to second guess an artist. Right, exactly. Right? Like what you were saying. But it's going to second guess them to either not do it or to yes. do something that would have been successful had they stuck with it. Right, but they and now it's not. Themselves and now it's not because they, exactly. they're doing something that's not them. Right. You know? And that's the thing. We, we're inspired by what we listen to. You know, that's what that's the whole point of music. That's the whole point of storytelling. You know, music is storytelling, right? Songwriting is storytelling in short form. Same thing with film, right? You you tell a story. Well, if you tell if I tell a love story, uh, have there been other love stories? You know, have there been a, like my last film, you know, an upset employee? Has there been other? You know, what I mean, there's thousands. You know, what I mean, you can't really, you know, uh, of course, you know, there's still the, the, the dialogue is different there's a whole bunch of different things you know but um the the sorry hold on a second the idea that that you know you can't now create what was really in your heart to begin with you mm -hmm. know that's where really it gets tragic and that's where it gets really sad you know um so what i wanted to do is i wanted to do a quick 
just a quick demo. I'm not going to like play a lot of songs, but John's going to play for us. I was going to do Tommy from the top, <laughs> but and then I was going to end off with, with 2112. But I think I'm going to. So, okay. So the progression that George and, George and I always, we've talked about this, by the way. This is, and not, and we've talked about this. 30 years ago. Yes. So here's the progression, right? Now I'm going to just play the, the 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 bass notes of this progression, which everybody knows. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yep, yep. Right. Okay, right. so I came up with that. Let's say I came up with that, right? So. Right? Okay, right. so that that's one. Now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, people smile and tell me I'm the lucky one. Right? Yep. 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 <laughs> right? Okay. Now. Uh. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, what was that? Five songs. Yeah. Five songs. Right? <laughs> Those are five songs with the same exact progression, same exact. Um, well, the same exact progression, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. it basically, it doesn't even change positions so it doesn't right. go right that's a different one Correct. It goes, right. Right? right so my my point on the whole uh it that those are oh another thing that that has in common is that i was talking about the era right and that was the 70s uh, almost yes. every single song that i played there right yes so in the 50s you had the three chord progress you know the three mm -hmm. chords right yep. um in the 60s you know, that kind of went over into the 60s. Of course, you had the Beatles that changed the game for everything, right? So of course. Beatles is a whole other subject. We can't talk about them. They did, they did that on their first album, right? They But then they progressed and did things that nobody else did, right? Exactly. So that's a different story. But when you listen, but who were they inspired by, right? They were inspired by all the guys with the blues, you know, all yes. the guys, you know, down down south, uh, where, where I is right now. And I think that part of the uh, the learn the lesson learned by the Ed Sheeran uh, situation was the fact that he I, I saw an interview with him and he was kind of like really devastated by this. You know, yeah, I mean? he, he was, was going to quit. He was going to literally he quit. Hurt. He said, yeah. if, "If I lose this thing, I'll quit." Because then what? What else can he do? You know right. what I mean? And I like Ed Sheeran. You know, I never had. You know, um, I liked his. I liked the, the that first you know chunk about of records that he had. Mm -hmm. um songs were really great songs you know right. um and i also i also think he's sincere you know what i mean like he's yeah. there was enough information on ed sheeran to go back in his career to see his tweet when he was a kid mm -hmm. playing in the streets and you know because he's that young where he can he still had twitter and he tweeted out you know i have big things in my future you know mm -hmm. this is just the beginning but i have big things in my head. and he's playing in the streets nobody is you know he's just i'm just ed sheeran and by himself with a guitar on the streets as a kid so there's enough information where you can know that this guy really worked hard yes um another another thing was he was on the howard stern show and he talked about how there's a clip on youtube that you can watch ed sheeran when he first started singing mm -hmm. and he, he said i could not sing i had a terrible right. voice and he mm -hmm. played it and even Howard was like, whoa, he's like, <laughs> saying, oh, great. Okay. He's like, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. You know? Uh, but he said, yeah, I couldn't sing. And, but it took him four years and that song, the A train, what is that? The, what's it called? The A, what's that song? Um, the oh. A, uh, he has a famous song. I, yeah, I, forgot, I forgot it. But, it but, yeah. um, but anyway, th that song came out like four years later and right. he's, you know what I mean? So it took him four years to work from like not being able to sing to working on his craft to just continuing to get that good where he has a hit record and then sells millions. And now he goes up on stage by himself with one guitar 
and his gadgets and does these huge giant shows to like hundreds, you know, thousands and thousands of people. But is it is it easier now for this to happen because of how simplistic music has become? No, I think it's easier now because we have social media. Well, yeah, so social media we have, is we have, we have another tool to get the stuff out there. Um, it, it, I, I think that it's not easier because the music, the, a decor today, right, is a decor 50, 60 years ago. Elvis Presley played a decor just like I did. I just played a decor. It's the same chord, same fingering, same sound, same tuning. Everything is exactly the same. So the, the, what you're saying is music is not necessarily simpler. This, it's the I, way it's produced is simpler. Now, yeah, if but you I, listen to top 20, mm-hmm. you'll find songs that have a little bit more structure. There are a lot of it computer-driven, you know, the, the studio-driven, very produced, very high f- fidelity, you know, which is... Sometimes for the ear, for me, it's too high. I like the softer sounds. It's sort of like film. Like, I don't like 8K screens. I don't like 4K. It looks like a soap opera. It looks so clear and sharp. I can't watch, the you know, The Godfather like that. I need to watch it the way it was intended to be watched, like film, right? So it's the same thing with music, you know. That's what's being developed today. I don't think chord structures have simplified. Yes, but I think... Okay, and, and I agree with the, the production, absolutely. The production, because you can take the basic chord structures and you now you're throwing a million things on top of it to make this huge thing. Everything's a huge thing now, right? right. But except for maybe Adele, who's, who can sing just with a piano, okay? But right, that's, but, again, there are outliers to this, right. okay? But, but let's, if you take music as a whole, okay, as far as the like top 40, okay? It's basic basic music with a million things thrown on top of it. But when you look at it, how again, how many people are using, uh, how many people are writing songs with, uh, with, diff- with uh, that are really creative? Meaning, okay, so when you we can we can only compare it to what came before, right? If Steely Dan came out today, they they nobody would know who they are, okay. Um, just on visuals alone, though. Just well, forget about. I mean, think about how they wrote their songs. Okay, Steely Dan is actually an outlier at that time. Yeah. They came out because they They're were so, they were so unique in the way they played because they used all these jazz and diminished and crazy chords in the middle of right. their funk tunes. Okay, so they're completely out, but they wouldn't exist today, right? right. So, so um, or they, or, that, or they would that, exist. They, Songs that Sting wrote, uh, that that Billy Joel wrote, they wouldn't exist today because a lot of them were too complicated. And today they don't write songs like that. Or they're just not, they would still exist and they would they wouldn't exist in the form. Not in the the level. Not at the level there. And that's what I mean by exist. But I also think, and and I saw Rick, you know, we talk about Rick Beato a lot because we follow him and stuff. But, you know, he talked, he does a lot of these top, What's, yeah. what's at the top 10 right now? What's you know, he breaks down these these songs and stuff, and some of them he's like, Oh, okay, this is interesting, you know, it's a little it's different, you know. Um, he's never that impressed, you know, very rarely is impressed. I don't think any of us have been that impressed with the, the top 10 stuff. I mean, I know hip hop has been uh, on a downfall, you know. Um, right. as a matter of fact, first time in what 30 years that not that a, a hip hop album hasn't been on the top something right. i can't remember i just saw the statistics somewhere but first time like in 30 years or something you know hip-hop was always on the top of everything right it's, it's sinking i think it has to do with a little bit of the, the the degradation of it you know some of the uh the it's degrading it's degrading it's always had a, a sense of wanting to say a message it's always had yes. this, see the yes. whole rap was 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 a, a music of outcry Music of of frustration. Correct. You know, it was people really expressing the injustices. Correct. Right. That's what hip hop was. You know, and it, you can go all the way up to uh, NSW. You can go up to uh, N- uh, no, um, KRS One. You can go up to um, 
all all these uh what's the other guy's name the uh, ice cube and all those guys yeah nwa and all of nwa them. that's what i meant to say what did i say nsw nsw that's the wrestling no isn't it the shoe store oh no that's the dsw <laughs> i just got some dsw for my son um so dsw had the best hip-hop with their shoes back in the days um no but i mean um right it was nw um yeah it was and right with attitude you can't and, say it but yeah. and with attitude yes. right right so the 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 frustration that they had they it came out in the music and sometimes it was you know it was rough and people didn't like yes. it and it got right. had to get the you know the, the black label on it and all that stuff happening but then somewhere along the line it didn't become that anymore it became degrading of other human beings you know it became right. degrading of themselves it became degrading of sex sex right. was thrown in like i mean it was always like yeah that girl likes me and you know i like her and yeah what's up whatever you know it always was obviously because that's what songs have always been about wooing the girl right i mean you right. can go back to to the 20s and it was like come on girl but you can go back to um what's his name um you know, Minnie the Moocher, right? And 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 uh, um, Cab Calloway's stuff, you know, and he always had girls and always talked about. Wait, but wait, but you know what? When hip hop is thinking about hip hop, you know what the best example of of the the way that music is being written now? Is Girl, this. I like your booty. Girl, I like your booty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got me with that. <laughs> So uh, a while back, I said that I remember me saying it, but I was making a point about something, and George just decided to make make it into a, a gif. <laughs> Cliff, that's funny. Yes, yeah, so that is definitely the, the perfect example of hip hop where it's going today. Girl, like you booted. <laughs> I think that could be a hit. <laughs> yeah, you better, somebody might steal that. You know, yeah, you might exactly. Be, it might be sampled on somebody's song. <laughs> As long as I get a little royalties, I'll be fine with it. So, yes, but I think at that point, I was making the same point, yes. you know, about songs that just take something very simple and then make it into, you know, it it, it degrades the quality of the music, the or at least the genre, right? So, if because if you go back, if you go to jazz music, jazz is the same today as it was 50 years ago. Correct. A lot of it is played the same. I mean, when I when you hear Steve, you know, Steve Gadd and Steve Smith and all these guys, you know what I mean? Yep. Go back and listen to Buddy Rich doing that in the forties. You know yes. what I mean? Same thing. Um, the blues, you know, authentic blues. You know, I mean, you got the guys out there right now that are still doing authentic blues. Buddy Guy, you know, uh, um, Buddy Guy. <laughs> Joe Bonamassa, you know those guys. They're still doing a Robert Cray, which I just heard yes. is kind of some stuff. Great stuff, you know. Authentic blues, right? Those guys. The new guys that are doing it, the younger guys, Johnny Lang yeah, and yeah, Kenny yeah. Wayne Shepherd. Mm -hmm. They're also doing authentic blues. Correct. You know, it's this, this, it's this. They're, they're not. They're just. They're not dirtying it. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? They're not dirtying it. They're making. They're keeping that same integrity with the music, rock and roll. Heavy metal, you know, some of it, you know, you can say maybe went a little bit awry at some point. But really, when you look at rock music, it's kind of the same. You know, I mean, it's kind of a lot of it is similar. We're talking about pop music. Yeah, pop, 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 pop because music, pop music pop goes music. Through, goes through its its permeations, right? It goes through, you know, think about it. You know, look at the, look look back, right? Go back to the seventies, right? I mean. In the 70s, you could find Stairway to Heaven and you know, name a, a, a 70s dance tune on the same on the same billboard. Right. You know, because right. those those, those that, stuff, yeah. that was pop, that was top 40 at the time. You had right. huge diversity in that. Okay. Again, you don't have that today. No, they well, a lot of the stations also you know, now they have their own stations now, right? They, right? They, they, right. Think about themselves. think about how that changed, especially in the '80s, right? Because then you had NEW. Now all of a sudden had the rock stuff, so they took rock out of the mainstream and put gave it its own station. They took jazz, gave it its own stations, right? And right. now everything's straight pop. The only thing that kind of bled into pop 
later on is country, right? Because right. then you had you started having the country crossover with the pop, which is still happening to this day. Right. You had uh, Kenny Rogers and right uh, Garth Brooks later on. Garth, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the, but the, the, my my but my point was that I I still think that you're feeding today's young listeners a steady diet of music that is pretty straightforward pretty straight ahead um i'll say it again and you don't don't want to say it i'll say it if you don't want to say it i'll say it they're feeding our children and anybody youth right now they're feeding them the most mediocre me uh the most mediocre. mediocre music that can be put together with the technology that they have correct and and, and but worse this, because of ai and yes but the songwriting is also different too right because now again how many people are sitting down taking a month to write a song not they're a not month doing, but they are doing it you know if you yeah but they're back, not doing it you look at yeah, John legend you look at ed sheeran you look at people like um uh, not vanilla ice. Um, vanilla ice. <laughs> not Millie Vanilli, which is the one. Um, but anyway, if you look at some hip hop guys, they're doing some 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 of the the the, the legendary guys. They're still mm-hmm. doing some stuff. They sit down and they do right. You know, um, country artists definitely. Country you know, artists, yes. Here country in, artists in, are different. In Nashville, there's writer circles that you, if you're lucky enough, you get you get invited to. To or, you right. know these big writer circles, and they'll sit there, and there are people that have written some of the greatest hits will sit around and play their newest hits in right. these circles and stuff. So there are people that still doing that. It's it has a lot to do with, and I'm not really saying I'm I'm, I'm just kidding around with the, the the mediocre music. What I'm basically saying is that the music is so simplistic because it's easy to produce, it's easy to put out there, and that's where the money is. You know, if if I write a song. If I write a song, I'm spending six months to write these songs, or not even six months. I mean, the first album takes you like, you know, 15 years to put together, right? The second album takes you six months. So it's like the first album, you'd spend, you know, 10 years putting this album together. And and now now you have to go sell it. Well, you want to get the highest, you want to get paid. You are an artist that's written, you own the publishing. If you're lucky enough, you get a record deal, you can still own some of your publishing, whatever the deal is right? That you wrote it. Now, if I get a guy on TikTok who happens to have a million views because he goes, girl, like your booty, girl, I like your booty, whatever the hell he's doing, right? And he gets plucked out of TikTok world and given a couple of songs that some dude wrote, you know, uh, that afternoon and they get up there and they have all the the marketing machines and they go and they make a million dollars because the audience is watching TikTok and they're watching this one guy do this thing. They're, they're they were fascinated with him when he was in his house doing it. So now somebody's investing money in this dude or gal. But those, those are the yeah, but those are far and few and far between. Right. They don't they don't stick around. My point. They don't, is, yeah, they don't correct. Yeah. They don't they don't, yeah, stick, they don't around. stick around. There's no longevity in it. But my point is that because there's no longevity in it, this is why the music that you hear is being put out there. You know, because a lot of it is really just not strong. You know, it would not be accepted 40 years ago, 50 years ago. You know, it wouldn't be accepted. You know, I mean, guys were writing. I mean, you talk about Carol King, James Taylor, Elton John, Billy Joel, the Eagles. You know what I mean? Sting. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. These guys today are still killing it. You know, I mean, they're still killing it. Paul Simon, Simon and Garfunkel, all those guys are still crushing it today. So, but they own a lot of their music. Right. You know, they're, they're they're very much in control of their brand. So yeah. imagine if I could control, a, if somebody could control the brand, build a brand, own the brand, squeeze the brand to death, and then throw the brand away because there's another one on the conveyor belt. Right. And they're just running that thing. Right. They're just running that thing. So- you know, there are a couple of I, I have, you know, in fairness to some of the new artists, you know, there are stuff that I listen to that maybe, you know, it's some of it is on the top 40, you know, uh, or top 10, whatever. One artist in particular that I thought was really, really good. I'm going to see you can start chiming in. I'm going to find this artist. 
No, just just another thing I wanted to bring up as far as just the, the lawsuits and stuff like that. You know, one thing that has changed also is the longevity of royalties oh, and, yeah. and what you what you get for royalties versus what it used to be. Right. They, they, royalties don't pay the way they used to be. No. Right. No I mean, well, think think about how music has changed. Right. Because now it's only the top few people that even can sell a million records right way right? back then way back then 30 40 years ago if you your album with platinum double platinum and all, all this albums don't do that these days or very few if any yeah, yeah. i mean streaming services did you know kill the album sales. They, they, they kill that okay so now this the the these artists now okay they know already that it the system is designed where you're not really going to make your music from your album straight out you're just not because no. by by the time you know record companies take this and this you know and, well, it's and, always been that that's always been well that's a bit but right but that's been that okay that's been no. that ever since no. the internet was around right because think about it people were now stealing music you can go on youtube and, and take anybody's music now but no. what i'm saying is you have to go out and tour now to make their money right that's but where the money even, is even if you go back you you would get only like seven cents a unit back in the days if you got a record deal, they would give you like a million dollars up front and then you ended up and this happened to TLC. This happened to. Uh, uh, right. But there were one hit wonders from 1985 who were getting paid a good sum of money because their records are still being played. Right. Just touring. Right. Yeah, you know touring. what I'm saying? They, they, get, they get royalties by that one song. Yeah. Um, but my, if you own the publishing you know, well, that's that's the thing. That's where the money is. If you own it, yes. If the record company owns it, and when they sign you to a record deal, that is the deal. Correct. They own Correct. your publishing. But, but what I what I'm saying is that part of that they, that that I'm just surmising like that, as that part of the part of this also of these this whole thing of suing things is part of because there's the money has diminished in music in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? That there is a money piece to it as well. Not to, you know, I honestly don't. I mean, Ed Sheeran is not sitting there going, hmm, let me see if I could rip off Marvin Gaye. Right. Know. No, he, he's not doing that. Okay. So I'm sorry. Him. He's not. So dumb. You know? so dumb for him. But somebody is, look, is somebody's taking those two and going, wait a minute. Right. You know, these things sound the same. So he must be ripping. I mean, Lady Gaga was getting sued. Okay. Because of that song that she did with what's his name? Uh, the, for the for the movie right with yeah, um, uh, stars born stars born right for for th for the three chords for the I'm falling for those three chords the guy said that his song had those three chords and therefore I should sue him that's insane it's just it doesn't even make any sense uh, what you just said right now sounds like unforgettable too oh yeah I'm yeah matter of fact I heard I heard what song oh you know the song Angie uh, NJ, right? Rolling oh, Stones, Rolling right? Stone, yeah. Okay. If you take the first two to three chords of that whole beginning progression there, it sounds exactly like Hotel California. That's right. That's right. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, you can take uh, the chords of, um, you know, um, gosh. Um Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Yes. And um, um, Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yes. same song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The same song, you know, uh, yep. same chords, everything. Um, but yeah, one of the, the I was talking about uh, Paramore. Do you know Paramore? You oh, heard? Paramore. Yeah, I actually yeah. like some of their songs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're very, very creative. Yeah. You know, they got some really, really cool things. So I mean, there's music out there being made there's... and being thought of. You know what I mean? Like Chris being Stapleton. thought of Chris Stapleton. You know, what I mean, great. Like, yeah, He's I love great. Chris Stapleton. I would listen to Chris Stapleton all the time on in the car and stuff. And um, what's a uh, um, there's a, another guy named uh, Steve Fo um, Forbert. Have you ever heard of? Steve Forbert. Oh. Yeah, he's got a song called Romeo's Tune, and I freaking love it. It's like he's got a very, very unique sound. Do you mm -hmm. know who? Who? Uh, this is kind of a sort of non sequitur, but not. Right. Um, who I think was writing music um, 
that hasn't been really paid attention to for a really, really long time was Donny Osmond. He's so, still writing music? Yeah. Donny Osmond wow. just finished a big tour in Vegas. Uh, he looks fantastic. Of course. He's incredible. Right. He's 70. <laughs> He's 70. And his, and you know, and, uh, and I'm a huge Donny Osmond fan. I, I became a Donny Osmond fan, um, after, you know, during Soldier of Love. Okay. During yeah. that era. Yeah. But here's a, here's a perfect example. Soldier of Love. He records that record. Everybody in the studio is like, that's a hit. That's yeah. a hit. So they're like, yeah, but we can't tell them it's Donny Osmond. Mm. Nobody's going to play it. Right. So what they did, they created a name and they sent it to the record, to, to record to radio stations. And one radio station started playing it a lot. Everybody was calling it. Yeah, we still don't know who this guy is. They gave us this uh, a mystery name of something, but we don't know who it is. Then it got out that it was Donny Osmond, and the rest is history. You know, he had his major comeback. But think about that. This is a guy who was as big, as big as Michael Jackson when, when with the Jackson Five when Michael Jackson yes. and him were out. You yes. know, he was yes. out there doing a uh, uh, Puppy Love, mm-hmm. and, and he was and Michael Jackson was doing um, whatever the other song that he was doing whatever ballads right um ben, ben. so they're both going back and forth right right, right. sounds huge somewhere along the line he became a laughing stock mm-hmm. he could not get a record deal he got dropped and everything you know he had a comeback right. he did great now he's in vegas and he's like you know and he's awesome and i follow him on social media um you know he's very very religious yeah he's very yes, wholesome he yes his whole you know, family is like that. Yeah, he's very, you know, he's a Mormon and his whole family is Mormon and he's very religious. Mm-hmm. So the industry going where it was going, they went towards, you know, they decided, I don't know, this is my 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 own two cents, but supporting Michael Jackson, who I, mm-hmm. I love Michael Jackson, but I mean thriller was basically a demonic story <laughs> about demons and dead people coming from the ground and <laughs> you know that stuff, right? So <laughs> they they went that they went that route. Right. right, um, right. You know, um, Billy Jean is about a girl got pregnant. You, you know, he said, not my kid. I then you, you, then you have beat it about people fighting on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the subway. That's, that's sad. It was in a pool hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People fighting in a pool hall. Then bad was people fighting in a subway. In the subway. <laughs> then uh, Dirty Diana was people fighting in a nightclub. Right. Right. Dun, 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 but remember, dun, dun, then there was heal the world. <laughs> then there was heal the world, right? So at the end, he healed everyone. <laughs> That's true. No, I love Michael Jackson. You know, what do I? I wrote, and he wrote uh, um, the big song, the you know, um, the one to feed the world, the not heal the world, feed the world. No, oh, feed the world. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you're talking about um, USA for world. Africa. We are the world, right? We are the world. Yes. Yes, that's right. So. So here's another thing that I, I look at sometimes, like why couldn't they both have been just as big? You know what I mean? Mike, uh, um, Donny Osmond had the moves. He was a great dancer. He was a great singer. You know what I mean? Um, he was a, he looked fantastic. You know what I mean? So he had all he had all the stuff. He dressed wild, just like Michael Jackson did during those eras. You know, he had the whole he was a whole package. You know. So anyway, it just makes me sometimes a little bit. Um, and of course, you know, I'm one of the conspiracy guys, you know, you know, those guys, conspiracy guys, the ones that are always correct 18 months later. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's like, what is it about the industry today that's promoting some of the artists that we see on the top 20 that to me are degrading? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, well, take- I, I'm not talking about the artists themselves. I'm talking about how it's it's not feeding the soul you know it's not feeding the soul of the world by making them want to that's what music is right i mean that's what music is when you listen to sting and you listen to fragile mm-hmm. man yeah you know you know what i mean uh it's you know fields of gold what the what you know what i mean you just get like a feeling you get this really good when you and i listen to rush when we listen to when i listen to steve ray vaughn when I, all that stuff fills us with some with something yes. and 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 this music if it's filling them the kids with something it's with hate or it's with um acceptance of something that's to me demonic 
I'm sorry, folks. That's my little, it's my little rant. John Henry Soto at protonmail.com. <laughs> Just in case. No, and so be every week, whether people watch or not. But, but that's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing that you talk about, like the the Donny Osmond thing versus the Michael Jackson thing, right? Take a look at, um, let's let's move forward to maybe the last 15, 20 years. Okay, let's last 20 years, maybe more. Um, take a look at the, one of the biggest artists on the planet right now, Taylor Swift. Okay, now she's got some good songs. I mean, she's got some, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan by any means. I don't really listen to her. You know, I've liked her some of her early stuff. But she was a girl that wrote hundreds of songs. She's, she, her main thing was standing up there with the guitar and just belting out those songs. You know, she was like at the time what James Taylor was and still is, by the way, <laughs> you know, James Taylor is never going to be anything other than James Taylor. Right. Right. But she would she would belt out a song with that guitar and she was amazing. Right. And she was she was heralded for that. Right. Now, when you look at her thing, it's the biggest production on the planet. Right. There's a million dancers. There's a million pyrotechnics. She's dancing. She's in all these outfits. She's costume changes and running around. And you know what I'm saying? So something goes from being that person just singing your thing to this whole thing, right? That that really Madonna started and Britney Spears took it over. And then, you know, that kind Janet of line. Jackson. Janet Jackson. Actually, Janet uh, Jackson Beyonce, was doing it. Beyonce. Beyonce was doing it, right? And that, and that's where now, of course, you know, let's not forget J Lo, our Puerto Rican, the, correct. the Puerto Rican queen. But that is that whole piece, that whole thing, is the top. Is is that's what gets to you, right? Okay, because how long would people would have people wanted, or her record company wanted her standing there singing a song with a guitar? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, you know, it's hard to argue with that because I like Taylor Swift. I think that. I think she's great. You know, um, I think she's very creative in her songwriting. There's some songs that I thought, oh, wow, that's really creative. The way she phrases certain mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I that... I still think it gets lost, though. It gets lost because, you know, we're living in a society where visual, you know, visual sells more. Correct. Yeah, visual Correct. production sells more, but and the, and, and the and the creativity of the song gets lost. Correct. To me, to me. But now there's two artists that I will tell you that go up there. Three artists actually that go up there with just a guitar, and can captivate fifty thousand people. Yes. Bruce Springsteen. Correct. John Mayer, who just did it at the farm. He was he's actually on tour doing, and Correct. Ed Sheeran. Correct. Males. Yes. Right. Yes. So, you know, why wasn't Taylor, who can play guitar and sing, allowed? Now, are there any other that we can think of females? I mean, I could think of like, I'll think I'll say Melissa Etheridge because I love Melissa Etheridge. Right. She's like she's fantastic. She gets up there with a the guitar alone and she can just blow the place away. I know I've seen her live. She's incredible. We, yeah, we saw her. With we saw her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um you know, I think about uh, guitars like Bonnie Raitt, um, you know, uh, Susan uh, Tadaki, you know, um, um, Derek, you know, Derek Trucks' Derek wife. Derek Trucks' wife, yeah. Right? Um, I think about, you know, I mean, there's, there's but but the, sim the simplicity of it, you know, is with these three men that I mentioned. But the only thing I would say about that is Springsteen Springsteen was doing it since the 70s. Okay. So, I mean, Springsteen, Springsteen is always going to, was selling out stadiums in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Right. So, you know, Ed Sheeran is, is, is of the newer generation because John Mayer was kind of in between that. Right? right. And then Ed Sheeran came out afterwards. Now Ed Sheeran is doing it, but to me, to me, there's lot many. There's more. There's much fewer people that would be able to do that now. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Versus when Springsteen and or what's his name and do it again. Very few. Like, like unless you've been already established, like, like the Springsteen and the James Taylors and these people who have their core following who are going to sell out no matter where they go. Right. Okay. Ed Sheeran is captivating the newer generation. 
and but that's what I'm saying that that's still a good thing. That, that. Right, right. He's he's a liar. I think he's <laughs> he's been lying. He stole that song. He is an outlier. No, I think that he is definitely the exception currently right now. And and I'm a I'm a big John Mayer fan. I do like right. what he does. I like his career because he's able to do whatever the hell he wants and do it good. Um, but just to go up there with guitars and nothing else backing you up. Yes. You know, but not in a club, like in a stadium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Insane. Just am amazing that, that Ed Sheeran can do that at this juncture right now. So it's people like Ed Sheeran, which I'm glad that he fought. Yes. And I'm glad that he went public. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm glad that, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, sometimes you're, people are accused of stuff, and yeah. you're like, well, why isn't this person at least saying something? Can you at least make some kind of say you didn't do it? Right. You know, there's some people that have been accused of some much more horrendous things, but they don't say anything. They just stay quiet. Correct. I would Correct. be like, listen, I don't know where this is coming from. You know, um, this is not the case that I'm going to fight this all the way to court. I'm going to make sure that my name is clear. That's what I would say. And that's yes. what Ed did. And I'm really glad that he did because he, he he really, and then after he won, he got up on top of the car. Remember that? Yeah. Did yeah. a song on top of the car. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yes. Show people that you can't mess around with artists. Exactly. And I think, I think that the win is going to help the artists in general. That win again, Led Zeppelin won theirs as well. Wind? The, the win, oh. the win, that win. <laughs> <laughs> well, the wind could help too, you know. Have you ever made a video with wind? Um, but like the way the way Ed Sheeran won, the way um, Led Zeppelin won. <laughs> you still want to laugh? I know your face. <laughs> I, I know George's face when I he's can't trying to show with you, like trying to be straight because it's like ridiculous. It's like back when we were like sixteen. Um, <laughs> But no, what I'm saying is that the win, the the fact that Led Zeppelin won, the fact that Ed Sheeran won, you know, these folks, because then that gives a little bit of hope to the artist that says, okay, well, then at least there is there is some hope because you're right. right. If they would have lost that, all how many artists? Because again, the and I go back to the same thing: the artists are not going to be to you know these young artists are not going to be going you know. Um, they're not going to be doing that okay you know what i'm saying they're right you know they, they're going to be you know a yeah. lot of these artists are going to be basic doing their basic stuff and layering everything on yeah. top of that you know you know the thing that amazes me and you and i have talked about this is the risk that artists took back in Correct. the 70s 80s just i mean i was thinking about this the other day listening to billy joel in the car and he had a song that should not have been out when he put it out uh, for the longest time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a song that should have been out like in the 60s or something. Correct. A doo-wop song. Correct. And it was a huge hit. Huge, huge. Huge hit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And But he just took that risk. You know what I mean? Um, he took a risk with um, the, uh, what's the, the, we didn't start the fire. That's right. He and he actually never liked that song. He didn't like it because it was it was so You know, and and then the um um scenes from an Italian restaurant mm. has like three or four different it's like four songs in four there. Four songs yeah. in there. I mean, what a risk to take that, you know, and, and you know when you listen when you listen to radio, they play the whole damn thing. Yes. They yes. play the whole thing. They yeah, don't you play not play that whole song. How can it's, you not play that? relevant to it right rush took a risk with 2112 well that was their last risk that they that was their last risk and they just said f it we're gonna throw it out there or whatever exactly what we want boom yeah okay huge hit so i wish that and and maybe there are and again you and i are just like seeing only the the of a thin veneer over the you know the the industry and not really paying attention to what's really underneath you know, maybe underneath, we just have to pay a little bit of close attention. I mean, like, like I said, that like like Paramore, I really like them because they write really weird stuff, and it's yes. like really creative. You know yes. what I mean? But like country music is country music. It's always going to be that. It's, yeah. yeah, it's you very. It. Yeah. It's, yeah, the stories are similar, but they're a little bit different. They're you know they've changed up a little bit here and there. Um, 
the melody lines are different, you know, but the overall structure is what that is, you know. But then you go back to like listen to Hotel California or you listen to Led Zeppelin's uh, Stairway to Heaven or 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 anything on physical graffiti. Oh my god. You know what I mean? It's all just bizarre really risk risky things. You know, they did it because that's what they wanted to do. Exactly. Not because they thought that that's what would sell. But you know what we need now in my opinion, we Hot need chocolate. no <laughs> besides that we need a new nirvana we need something Kurt cobain for example because like right nirvana completely i mean that was a day that was everything live. okay it changed yeah. everything and if you listen to nirvana stuff you listen to kirk i mean even uh uh, Soundgarden stuff, right? All that they're actually well, all they're the Seattle bands. Yeah, they're they didn't do simple stuff. Stone Temple Pilots. No. Their stuff was people very... think that because they did the drop down D. Exactly, any musician yeah. out there, if you if you drop down the D, you can play chords right. like with one finger and stuff like that. And a lot of those bands did the drop down D. So you think that oh, well, they're, they're simple. No, they're not simple. No, no, they're not, not at all. Had, and I listen to some Pearl Jam stuff. Their riffs and everything, they had, they were like, I mean, listen, George and I were blessed to be in that and during that time and playing music and listening to these guys because it, it really did go from zero to a million in like literally, I think 24 hours. Like yeah. Nirvana <laughs> came in and the hair bands that, yep. that were all mm -hmm. over the place, unfortunately. And I call them hair bands and I don't mean to be disrespectful because. They are. They were great musicians. Some of those bands, you know, I right. mean, they were really good. Um, but you know, unfortunately, you know, I heard that they had to cancel shows. Like they had shows booked, and people started returning tickets. Yeah, returning yeah. tickets. Who does that for a rock band? Because they wanted to go see someone else. You know, instead of a, uh, uh, you know, they they just didn't want to see Winger. Um, but you know, I think that that uh, you know cherry pie you know she's my cherry pie and then nirvana smells like teen spirit were two yeah. of the most opposite sides of anything that you can imagine musically at that point correct and that was where it bordered and yes. as soon as kurt cobain came out the rest of it you know was was done was was done you're right no you're right you're absolutely right it was uh it was it, again it changed it changed music i mean it lasted only for a certain amount of time um some say that kind of after that that whole part of music kind of you know faded away kind of rock really kind of faded away probably but a lot of people say in the late 90s rock was pretty much gone. i think hip-hop really hit really hard during yes the 90s. correct correct and, uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of that there was also a lot of boy bands in the 90s right remember um um in sync and in sync and boys uh, not boys, uh in sync and uh what's back, the other back, one uh, uh backstreet boys and and of, of course 90 90, degrees and 98 and 1996 what 1995 96 was what britney spears started that whole thing britney and then spears. there was Christina aguilera and all these other ones that followed yeah her. there was um um what was the other one 78 degrees they weren't as hot but <laughs> they, they <laughs> <laughs> they were just 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 cool enough you know and but just hot enough that you can take it they were sort of like light rock but they but they also gave you this type of um... it gives me a meatloaf vibe <laughs> so george now is using all the clips of things that i've said that really make no sense so meatloaf there's another that meatloaf. i haven't talked about well, oh, we gotta do we gotta do a thing on him. Yeah, he was, he was freaking awesome, Meatloaf. You know, um, yeah. So they should be like, see, that's Meatloaf also took risks. Yes, he did. Right? I mean, yes, who would did. take? Who would do a a whole album? You know, about a bat out of hell, and then do another one right after. Do another one. You know, exactly. that's even bigger you, than the first. Do you remember when that song came out? I will do anything. That song, they played it literally like every hour. It was hour. all the time. It Holy was actually, God. I did not like that song because it played it so I much. liked it at the beginning, and then it, they played it yeah, so much it, that it I hated it by the much. end. Yeah, it was too much. 
And then you never found out what the hell did the hell you want to do. do. Exactly. Just do it. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was that was part of the uh, the the era, you know. And I think um, because of the streaming services and because we have this ability that we can actually research music, I think one of the good things um, to come out was Pandora. Because Pandora takes a lot of the music that you've actually, that you enjoy, and it takes those elements and has some kind of an algorithm and it spits out new artists that sound like that. Or like similar, that yes. sound like that. And I think that that's really <laughs> an important thing. Kind of like for, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah, YouTube and um, all these things, you know. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're at the uh, top of the hour here. That's a good place for us to end. Uh, we appreciate everybody taking the time to spend with us and talk about music and let us know what your thoughts are. You know, just write it down there in the comments. If you think we're, we're crazy or we're nuts or whatever, send us a message or if you have any other ideas for future shows of things that you think we should cover. We'd love to hear that as well. We have a lot. We're very open to, uh, to that as well. You can always email me at johnhenrysoto at protonmail.com. You can also visit us at uh, counterpartsshow.com and you can follow our new website and we have a lot of new material on there and stuff. And eventually we're going to get some merch that we're going to put up there again. We had some merch, but the merch company was a little bit uh, bogus and we decided to move on. So we're they getting got three to six now, three to six in jail. So yeah, they, <laughs> they had issues, my friends. <laughs> I was wondering why were we paying them in meatloaf? <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Take care. We love you. And as always. <laughs>